Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a fantastic show for you today. I'll help you identify who truly supports you. I'll also be interviewing singer, songwriter, and recording artist Ray Boltz, who came to notoriety through contemporary Christian music. Over his 30-year career, Ray has been the recipient of multiple dub awards from the Gospel Music Association for songs such as Thank You, The Anchor Holds, and I Pledge Allegiance to the Lamb. In today's episode, you hear Ray's story and how he continues to inspire those around him. For more information about Ray, please visit raybolts.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Identifying those who truly support you. We all have multiple people that we know. Either they're close friends or acquaintances or casual encounters. And the majority of us all want people to like us. But the reality is that's not true. I had read this study that talks about the four categories of people in your life. And I was blown away. The four categories of people are the following. The fourth category are people who don't like you. It doesn't matter what you say or do. They just don't like you. So if you're nice to them and you do things for them, because that's who you are, but you find that they just don't really appreciate it or they don't think you've done enough, unfortunately, these people are in that fourth category. The third category of people are people who don't like you, but could be talked into liking you. So for example, they've thought these things about you. You do something that they all of a sudden acknowledge that, oh, that's pretty nice. And they're like, well, maybe, maybe James is a nice person. Maybe I'll give him a chance. But unfortunately, that relationship is tenuous. In other words, the foundation isn't that strong and there's a likelihood that they could no longer like you again. The second category of people, and this is one that's really important because we could have people in our life for an extended period of time and we're so close, but somehow there's a falling out. Somebody said something or did something where the other person's feelings were hurt or there's a miscommunication and that close friendship is all of a sudden broken. And that's where factions start. In other words, your mutual group of friends have to then choose someone else in order to be friends with them. So even if you do reconnect with them, they're still in the second category, meaning if it happened before, as far as this frenemy type of friendship, then it could happen again. So just like the third category, if you do get close with them again, the likelihood of the relationship taking a negative turn is pretty likely. Now, this is the one that's most important. The first category. The first category of people love you, support you, are in your corner. And even if you make a mistake or even if you do something that could hurt their feelings, they automatically know you and know your intent as opposed to what you said or did. Anytime you meet someone new, you want to automatically put them in the first category. Meaning, I don't know you yet. I want to get to know you. So I'm going to assume that we are for each other. And then you automatically realize perhaps over time, or just even how they present in that moment of perhaps they're in the fourth category. 
<laughs> James, I don't like you. <laughs> or I don't like you, but could maybe be talked into liking you. Or I do like you, but then shortly after that, we have an argument and then we're this frenemy type of person. So you always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. It's so important to recognize, even in your friendships right now, where do your friends lie? In other words, in which categories are they? The other thing you want to look at is in which category are your family members? Yes, family is family. However, it is important to recognize that not all your family members are going to be for you. When you do identify which category your family, friends, and acquaintances are in, the second part of that is you really want to understand if these people don't like me and never will like me, or could be talked into liking me or front of me, am I giving them the same amount of energy output that I'm giving the top category? The people who love and support me and want to be around me, am I giving all categories the same energy? And if you are, unfortunately, three-fourths of your energy output is not going to be returned. So when you think of it that way, that's a lot of wasted energy, a lot of wasted time. And when this lesson really sits with you, you realize, I don't have to have everybody like me. <laughs> when I first read this information, I was like, wait a minute, not everybody likes me? I'm a really likable person. But then when I stopped and thought about it, I can think of multiple people in my life that I tried to have be my friends because they were the cool people or they were this or that, and it just didn't work. Or the people did like me, but I still felt like I was on the outs with them. It just was this whole thing. And I know so many people hearing this right now can relate with that because, yeah, we all want people to like us. But when you truly realize that only one in four people are 100% for you, it's quite liberating. So today, as you hear this information, I want you to really identify where each person is in your life. And then depending on which category they're in, you want to define how much energy do I give them? Now, of course, we are always classy. We always demonstrate our integrity when we see people who don't like us, because at the end of the day, we're going to be true to ourselves. We'll always be cordial, we'll always be friendly, but it doesn't have to go beyond a greeting. I'm really excited for you to learn this lesson because once you do learn it and recognize how much energy you're putting in each relationship, you might find that you're overly investing in certain relationships that are not going to give you a healthy return on your time. I have a fantastic interview today with Ray Bolts. Ray was at the top of his career and had won so many awards and so many accolades, but he was true to himself. And you're going to hear all about his amazing inspirational story. And you'll also hear how those four categories of people manifested in his life. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. My guest today is singer, songwriter, and recording artist Ray Bolts, who came to notoriety through contemporary Christian music. His music tells stories of faith and inspiration. Over his 30-year career, Ray has been the recipient of multiple Dove Awards from the Gospel Music Association for songs such as Thank You, The Anchor Holds, and I Pledge Allegiance to the Lamb. In today's episode, we will hear Ray's story and how he continues to inspire those around him. Welcome to my show, Ray. 
Thank you. It's great to be with you today. Yes, I am looking forward to this. It's so funny. When we, we came on camera, I was like, oh, we got the same memo. We're in the same color <laughs> shirt. That's hysterical. So it's a blue day today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when your agent sent me your information, I chuckled quite a bit because I remember your music in the late 80s, early 90s. It was something that I always had heard. But it's funny. I was telling you I'm in the pre-call. I'd actually never really seen you because back then we didn't have internet. And so now when I went and researched you, I was like, oh, look at that mullet, look at that hair. I see the iterations of you as you evolve. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that it's, it, once you're on the internet, you're there forever. Yes. So, yes. you know, it's like I can't go back and erase the mullet, unfortunately. My sister randomly sent me, uh, I was on a telethon when I was 12 years old and I'm singing on there. And... <laughs> It was so bad. I was this chubby little boy with big glasses and I'm singing my song, you know, following the director, the camera, the director. It was just hysterical. So it is funny when you kind of revert back on where you were when you were younger and then who you are today. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now tell me, how did you even get started in, in the business? Well, when I was 19 years old, uh, well, mm -hmm. I was always involved with songwriting and yeah. uh, wrote music and played in high school garage bands kind of thing. Uh, but at the age of 19, I became a Christian at a Christian mm -hmm. concert. And oh, wow. during, that, during that concert, uh, I heard uh, these people sing about their faith. Mm -hmm. And I started writing about my faith as, my, as I grew as a young yeah. Christian. You know, I, I started writing songs about what I was going through. And I began to be invited to sing in places like nursing homes, oh, that's neat. youth groups, Sunday night services. The great thing about being from Indiana was you don't have to be famous yeah. to sing somewhere. I yeah. mean, you, you can go to a church, you can go anywhere. Exactly. And, uh, what was the name of the band that inspired you? Well, well the, the one I was in in high school was called Headstone. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was named after Mick Jagger. Oh, okay. He <laughs> was the, gotcha. the Headstone. Anyway, but so... After I started performing, uh, I just I just kept doing it, and yeah. I had no idea that it would ever turn into a full time career. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, after ten years of doing that, I took everything that I had and recorded my first album and uh, signed with a little company, and it was released in 1986. Oh, wow! And uh, my daughter, my my fourth child, my daughter was born like around that same time. And I quit my job to go full time because they asked me to. Six months later, they went out of business. Oh my gosh. So, so here I am with four kids. Uh, but the amazing thing was the album was selling and they gave the, the rights back to me and I was able oh, to wow. sell the album through my kitchen. And I sold 40,000 units through my, through my kitchen. Okay. That is amazing. Yeah, wow. it was un unbelievable. And that made enough money that I could make a second record and uh, that, that had the song Thank You on it. Mm -hmm. I signed with a different record company and that song was released and it went to number one yeah. everywhere on, on an inspirational adult contemporary and uh, was used around the world. It was sung at Mother Teresa's funer funeral service oh as they gosh. brought her body really? into the arena in uh, Calcutta. Just amazing, just amazing wow. stories of what happened. But it was just such a, a grassroots kind of natural evolution of uh, mm -hmm. doing what you love yeah. and good things happening from and, it. And I think that's just the, the difference between then versus now as far as technology and the ability to, anyone can be quote insta famous or famous in general, but to put nothing against people that have received that, that accolade. But when it comes to the hard work, like you said, the grass, the grassroots and having to do something in a completely different format. I mean, that's all you knew at the time and that's all anyone knew at the time, but then to become so successful with that. And I'm sure upon reflection, it probably blows your mind half the time when you think about it. 
Oh yeah, and and I don't know how people make it today. Mm-hmm. I, I sound like an old, I sound like an old guy, but I'm talking about kids that are trying to make it in the yeah. industry. It's it's the internet has opened the door so that anybody can record with Pro Tools mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatever they want to use. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, when I made my first album, it took everything I had to pay for this room and this big yeah. giant board and an orchestra to come in. Well, now everybody does it on a computer. The yeah. blessing in that. Benefit in that is anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. The negative thing is anybody Everybody's can do it. Right. <laughs> like so everybody's out there. Yeah. How do you yeah. how do you get noticed uh-huh. in that that thing and uh, in that world? And and it, when I was doing it, performance allowed me to be noticed. And radio it played all across the nation at one mm-hmm. time. That's really hard. That's really yeah. hard to do now. Wow. And your song, um, thank you. That was in fact I listened to that again once uh, just before we we started talking and and I didn't actually realize that was you that sang that I mean obviously I knew the song and I definitely recommend my listeners to listen to it so you can YouTube uh, thank you and look under Ray Bolts and it's a beautiful song what inspired you to write that one well it's <laughs> as a songwriter you get asked to write songs for all kinds of reasons mm-hmm. and a lady came to me in church one Sunday morning and she said Pastor Appreciation Day is coming up in eight weeks would you please write a song or the pastor. And I said that word people often say in church when you're asked to do something, I went, sure. <laughs> and I go, why did I do we this? Forget, we can set boundaries and say no. <laughs> I, I tried for, I tried for eight weeks funny. to come up with, I had eight weeks yeah. to write it. I, and all I came up with was stupid songs, stupid ideas <laughs> of you visit the sick. And it was just awful, <laughs> awful. And the night before Pastor Appreciation Day, I just you know, of course, I was desperately praying, mm-hmm. <laughs> help me come up with something. Come on. She'd gone to everybody in the church. Oh, Ray Bolts is writing a very special song. <laughs> and you're thinking about e-visits. This and so like at the last <laughs> minute, I'm going, you know, the people that really have made the biggest impact in my mm-hmm. life have not been famous people, not that I'm against famous people, but yeah, it's not been rich people. It's not been important people in the eyes of the world. It's been like my mother, my father, my scoutmaster, my pastor. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, I'll honor those kind of people, the people that, that maybe don't get thanked, and uh, wrote a simple song that just says, thank you for giving to the Lord. Uh, I'm a life that was changed. Mm-hmm. And I sang it the next morning in church. I looked over at my pastor, big tears are rolling down his face. <laughs> I thought, well, either I wrote a really good song or a really bad song. Uh, because he was yeah. he was like crying. Everybody in the church was crying. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, it has had that kind of impact on many, many, many people. But that's how it came about. Yeah, that's amazing how inspiration, when it strikes us, it really strikes us. And so to really get in that, that creative mode, for sometimes it can be very difficult, but it, what, once it happens, it happens instantaneous. And all of a sudden, just like you had, you had this amazing song that won so many awards and was at Mother Teresa's funeral. <laughs> yeah, it, it was incredible. It, and uh, I still get letters and emails and messages about it mm-hmm. and uh, that's it's been a real blessing to just hear that people have used it yeah. uh, to honor loved ones especially somebody passed away or whatever it's mm-hmm. a song about going to heaven too yeah. so that basically they're in heaven and uh, people are coming up to somebody that's in heaven saying thank you that you don't know what you did on the earth mm-hmm. affected me but it did it changed my life and I like that I like yeah. that thought yeah that's very beautiful. But however, things changed for you. So was it after 30 years, life happened, you decided that it was time to be true to who you are? Yeah. In fact, that's the, uh, that's the title of my last album. Oh, called, is it? It's called, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know that. it's called True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can get it on iTunes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, though, I 
that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. When I became a Christian in that concert at 19 years of age, I, I adopted a belief that it's not what I felt, it's, it's what the Bible said. Mm -hmm. And inside, I, I knew I was always gay. I always felt mm -hmm. that I was a gay, but I thought the Bible doesn't, you know, doesn't want me to have that, doesn't want me to do that. So I started saying, I'm not, and I, I'm mm -hmm. going to live and be straight. And mm -hmm. I did that, confessing that, believing that, praying about that for 30 years. Wow. Wow. And I married uh, a, a wonderful woman who's still my best friend. We talk every day. We have four children, 10 grandchildren. Oh, congratulations. That's great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but when, sorry. No, you're that, doing great. That's all right. So anyway, we have 10 grandchildren. And it, it just came to the place where I finally felt like I have to let my family know who I really am. Mm -hmm. I can't. I, I can't deal with this anymore. I, yeah. And so I came out. I came out, uh, it was in 2004, uh, the day after Christmas, and it was the day the tsunami hit. Oh my gosh, wow. Sri yeah. Lanka, mm -hmm. hit Sri Lanka. And I, I often said it felt like a tsunami hit our family of emotions. Yeah. But instead of turning against me, instead of hating me, my family accepted me and uh, really gave me the strength to, to accept myself for the first time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we're still, we're still a very close family. And, uh, you know, I've, I've since my wife and I divorced many years ago. Uh, but like I said, we still talk every single day mm -hmm. and we love each other. We're still family. Yeah. So, but that's what happened. That's what I, I came out. And, uh, of course that ended my career in Christian music pretty mm -hmm. much because, uh, you don't get a lot of support or a lot of sure. invitations to sing in churches. Yeah. Uh, in especially my, my, fans were mainly fundamentalist Christians. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but I, I'd done it for 30 years. I traveled for all those years and yeah. played all around the world. Yeah. So, it, and first off, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing all that. That's, that's a beautiful story. So I'm thank so you. honored to be a part of that right now. When, when you reflect on that, you know, I'm sure so many people listening right now have, have, have a story and either people that are really close to them or people that did support them all of a sudden don't support them because of, uh, to being true to who they are. How did you navigate that? Because not only are you um, a husband, a father, a friend, but you're also a public figure. How did you navigate those waters? And also having your faith that you've that you truly committed yourself to. I mean, that, that I mean, oh, there's just so many variables there. Well, actually, I retreated. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah, most just, people do. You know, I said I, I can't. You know, when, when I then when I came out nationally was in 2008. Oh, wow. So and, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay. and that was when I came out and did an article in the Washington Blade, an interview. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was more traffic on their website than they've ever had. It shut down their whole server wow. thing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was really big because it was, I just did the one interview with a gay publication. So all the Christians that were my fans that heard I was gay went to that publication. I got thousands of emails, thousands of, uh, of letters. Uh, a few were positive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Many of them were very, very offended sure. and upset because to them it was like I was betraying them. Mm -hmm. And really, I, I never wanted to betray anybody or, so. or, or whatever, but it did make me retreat. I said, mm -hmm. I, I moved to Florida uh, where nobody really, I, mean, I don't want to say nobody know my name, oh, knows my name, but uh, it's not like being in a, my hometown in Indiana. Yeah. There's a hundred thousand people, so it was. I, I 
I moved down here and uh, and basically retreated and retired and have enjoyed, you know, I still write, I still perform every once in a while, but mm -hmm. the days of climbing on a bus and going all over America, mm -hmm. 15 people on the road and bands and, you know, I just grab my guitar and fly up a couple places. So mm -hmm. I'm a happy yeah. old camper, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think though, when, when, when you did get those letters, you know, thankfully that some were supportive and unfortunately many were not, but I think oftentimes when people come out, many people who hear that all of a sudden think that you just decided this yesterday, yes. or you just decided this, you know, just influenced by, by somebody or something six months ago. And all of a sudden like, Oh, this person, how, how dare they? But, but as you know, it is a biological process. And so that's the way that you were created with that. How do you reconcile your faith with differences? Other people. Well, how do I reconcile my faith with the differences of other people? You mean what they believe? Sure. Great, great way to, to re redefine that. What, what I'm asking, I suppose, is you, how you were taught, but then how you believe today. There's a difference there. How did, oh you, how did, you, how did you maintain your faith with God? I guess essentially what I'm asking. I don't say amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I used to. <laughs> if anybody's, if, if any of your listeners have ever gone to really uh, rowdy churches where everybody's mm -hmm. yelling at, amen mm -hmm. all the time, the preacher would, in the churches I went to, the, the preacher would get up and say something, and everybody's, amen, amen. Mm -hmm. We're, in fact, performing is so funny because when I would perform in Texas or Oklahoma wow. or anywhere like that, I mean, the people were really, really loud and they're all like shouting amen. And then I would go to Minnesota and sing. <laughs> sing the same song and the people are completely quiet and <laughs> and i would leave at the end of the night and come out and shake people's hands and they would say well uh that was the best concert that just moved me so much i thought well why didn't you let me know <laughs> that's stoic yeah all right so anyway that's funny i don't say amen quite as fast uh, as i used to uh, to jump up and say that's right I, like uh -huh. i know all the answers i don't know all the answers yeah. and and another thing i know is they don't know all the answers. Mm -hmm. So the people that are espousing their doctrines and telling me what I should do and who I should be, they don't know me. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they have their own perceptions, but, uh, but I have to find my way through this myself. And mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah, I, I, just, I just don't shout amen anymore. And I, I, I also, one other thing, I also don't judge people for what the, where they're at because where they are at is probably not going to be where they're going to what, exactly. They're not going to be there tomorrow. A mm -hmm. uh, perfect example was uh, in the 60s, it was illegal for, uh, to, to have interracial marriages where you would have somebody like a, a black person marry mm -hmm. a white person. I have a daughter that is married to a young man from Nepal and that, the, mm. the most beautiful grandchildren in the world. <laughs> I bet. Oh my gosh. All right. It's absolutely gorgeous. But you go, there was a time that was everybody hated that. Well, now, yeah, there may be a, a few people that feel that way if you look across the nation, sure. but most people accept things that mm -hmm. we didn't accept 20, 30, yeah. 40 years ago. So just because somebody is really offended right now, they don't like what I'm doing, society's going to change. So mm -hmm. you just have to give them the freedom to grow and learn, and uh, maybe one day they will. And I think also, as we are all on our own spiritual journey, it it all boils down to, yes, it's good to get wise counsel. And the keyword is wise counsel. And then the other part is, at the end of the day, we are accountable to a higher power. For me, it's God. And so for, for that, that's something we always have to be aware of. Um, for those of you who do read the Bible, there's one of my favorite chapters is Psalms 139. And what that talks about is that you are fearfully, wonderfully made. That doesn't matter where you go and what you say. 
if you're in the up in heaven, if you're down in, down in uh, the dark, all of that simply means that God was always around you. He knows every part of you. And the end of that chapter is one of my favorite because it says, search me, O God, point out those things to me that are not of you. And in that, it's, that's to me, my, my heart, my heart's desire for, for everyone listening, and even obviously for myself as well, is to all, continually pray that because as we have that awareness and that awakening, it's God is the one who changes me, who changes you, who changes everyone else. As we're open to what does it mean to evolve in what what his will is for us so i think that is something wherever people are in their life if they have certain judgments if they have whatever that is something to truly be mindful of and be aware of is that at the end of the day we all are accountable to god in my opinion god higher power whatever you want whomever you want to call it but that is something i think all of us is a wonderful takeaway in my opinion because we we are all fearfully and wonderfully made and that to me that's a beautiful sentiment that is beautiful. Uh, maybe I'll write a song about that. <laughs> oh, maybe you will. <laughs> yes, I inspired one. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> with your music now, what are you doing with it? Well, I still write. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I, I do concerts occasionally. Uh, and I, I have a really good friend that uh, is a piano player that had a lot of the same experiences I did. He mm -hmm. went to uh, Waxahachie Bible College in Waxahachie, wow. Texas. Yes, I have family who live in Waxahachie. <laughs> with, uh, uh, and he, when he went there, he was with uh, Amy Grant's first husband, was uh, Gary Chapman. Gary, Gary was, Chapman, yeah. Was, was in the classes with him or whatever in the same school. And uh, anyway, he, he, his name's Ruben, and Ruben's gay. And he, he basically was kicked out of school. This was years and years ago mm. now, okay? Uh, but he was kicked out of school for being gay and uh, ostracized from his family. It's a real sad story. Just, yeah, you know, he, his whole life was gospel music, and, and he's on the streets, basically, trying to make it and was trying to play music. And he went to New York. He didn't know any, he didn't know any Cole Porter, didn't know George yeah. Gershwin, didn't know Broadway shows. Yeah. He just had a really tough time. Yeah. So anyway, but he has risen from that kind of a beginning to one of the most uh, incredible singers, piano players in Fort Lauderdale, plays all over the place. That's and, amazing. Uh, and anyway, I went walking through the piano bar one night and he started singing my song, Thank You. Oh, really? <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> I love uh, that. <laughs> so we, so we both grew up with the same yeah. kind of music. So, yeah. so now, for music for me now, it's just like, uh, Ruben and I might go and do some church services mm -hmm. and play, and it's just fun. It's just yeah. it's re it's really like it was when I started. You know, mm -hmm. I said when I started, I played anywhere, nursing homes. Yeah. It wasn't about how much money you made. It was mm -hmm. about do you enjoy doing this? Yeah. And so now that's that's I'm back to that. So yes. it's almost like a full circle, full circle, wow. circle. And that's that's very very inspiring. You know, in the sense of sometimes we in life we you know success happens or or there's these different evolutions of who we are but sometimes we do forget what was the foundation or where how did we start and so to always have that remembrance and, and to have it in the forefront of our mind will help us stay true to our brand true to who we are and true to the calling that is on our life absolutely yeah so. ray bolt it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show thank you so much if my listeners like to find out more information about you to hear all your music to purchase your music where would they find all this information online they can go to my website which is raybolts.com and it's B-O-L-T-Z, and it's, uh, it's very simple. You can go there and find out all about it, or go to look on YouTube, just look past the mullet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> Ray, once again, thank you so much for being awesome. Thank yes, you. I appreciate it. Thank you, it's great to be with you. Thanks. I also wanna thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. 
please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.